On today's episode of the Aggie Wagon Podcast, New Mexico State head coach Greg Heyer is going to join us to preview the team's season opener against New Mexico Highlands and discuss expectations for the upcoming season. We'll also recap NMSU's exhibition win over Western New Mexico Wednesday night and show what we learned from a 24-point win over a Division II opponent. Stay tuned because we've got a great show in store. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the Aggie Wagon Podcast, a place for New Mexico State men's basketball skeptics, fanatics, doubters, and really anyone who likes basketball. I'm your host, Stephen Wagner. Let's shoot the breeze. What's up, guys? Welcome back for another episode of the Aggie Wagon Podcast, your go-to podcast for everything NMSU men's basketball. And do we have a great show in store for you guys today? First-year head coach Greg Heyer is going to join us ahead of his first official game as the Aggies head coach a little bit later. But first, I want to recap what's happened in team news for the last week. So Wednesday night, the Aggies played Division II opponent Western New Mexico in an exhibition contest at the Pan Am, and the final score was more or less exactly what we should have expected from that game, but there was a lot of sloppiness that I said in my last podcast should be expected in the first few weeks or even months of the season. The Aggies ended up winning 99-75, to but the game did get uncomfortably close at the end of the first half and around the 10-minute mark of the second half. But both times, the Aggies were able to rattle off a run to keep their lead above eight points. NMSU struggled with 17 turnovers to 19 assists, and the Aggies out-rebounded Western 37-24, to but struggled on the glass for most of the game. And that number is actually a little bit inflated because a few possessions, or because of a few possessions where the Aggies got three or four offensive rebounds in a row. The reality is that the rebounding margin was almost even through the first really 18 minutes of the game, and Western was able to keep things fairly close for only being a Division II school, but let's hear what Greg Heyer had to say after the game. Tough shots, and um, those little guards, they're very well coached, and um, I thought they made some some tough shots, but uh, our defense definitely has to improve. Our rim protection has to improve. And then, obviously, the, it's the same old problem, taking care of the ball. Um, you know, we came out in the second half, and we didn't. T- we turned the ball over, I think, two times in the first nine minutes or ten minutes, and the score went to, you know, just it went to twenty-three. And then we had some some unforced silly turnovers, and our turnovers are, it's not like they're they're, they're silly. They're, they're they're unforced, like they're bobbling the ball. They're throwing it to a guy that's. Why are you throwing that pass? Like, why are you putting him in that position? Um, you know, and all that stuff is going to continue to grow with a video. Um, we learned a lot from video from Saturday that um, came into play today. And we'll continue to learn from the video. And we just, we got to play. We got to continue to play and we got to um, just grow. So um, I'm, I'm happy for them because... Everybody in the program is new, and it's, it's, you know, it's going to take some time. It's not going to happen overnight. Deshondre Washington led the Aggies in scoring and assists with 21 points and 9 assists, and he hauled in 7 rebounds, but he had nearly half of NMSU's turnovers. He said after the game that he needs to do a better job taking care of the ball after turning it over 8 times. Issa Muhammad also said he needs to do a better job rebounding, even though he led the team in rebounds with 8. 
The Aggies shot nearly 60% from the field as a team and connected on more than 50% of their three-point attempts. But Western shot the ball better than 45% for basically the first 36 minutes of that game. So, all things considered, some good and some bad, but enough beating around the bush. Let's go ahead and welcome on the guy who actually coached in that game against Western New Mexico and is about to officially coach his first game as a Division I head coach Monday against New Mexico Highlands. Let's welcome on Greg Heyer. So, Coach Heyer, how's it going? It's going great, going great. All right. Doing fantastic. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. No problem. So, first off, um, you finally coached in a real game environment for the first time on Wednesday night, even though it was just an exhibition. Uh, just describe what that experience was like for you, your first chance really getting to coach in the Pan Am in front of a crowd that was you know, pretty sizable for an exhibition game against a Division II opponent. Yeah, it was definitely. It was really exciting, and um, I just feel very lucky uh, to be the coach here um, at such a great university and um, just, there's amazing people here in this city and this state and to see them all come out and, and support our guys in an exhibition game and the energy that was in the building and um, just the enthusiasm it, it just really meant the world to me and uh, you know I, I just I, it was it was a blast I had a blast and um, you know I, I can't say enough positive things about just the support that we've got since we've arrived here and um it was obviously on display in our exhibition game you've said that you guys have learned a lot from watching your own tape so far even from the crimson and white scrimmage and you know after the last game you really voiced some of your frustration with the defensive performance and with turnover issues uh now that you've had a chance to kind of you know go back and you know watch the watch the game tape with your staff from the western new mexico game um what do you kind of make of that performance on wednesday well uh there's a lot more positives uh, when you go back and watch it uh you know, i think bill you know everybody talks about our depth and how you know it's people talk about it because we have talent coming off the bench bench but going back and watching it that the really the top six seven guys in that game and and then when deuce came in at the end of the game um you know, I, I, we need more we need more solid production off the bench the, that that first group really did a good job um while they were out there um didn't have a lot of defensive breakdowns um while they were out there and and did a good job of of rebounding and taking care of the ball for the for the most part a lot of our turnovers are just not playing together just chemistry just you know sean knows i want the ball sprayed up the court well our wings he's spraying the ball where they should be they look and then they look away and you know he got a couple silly turnovers and they're really not his fault um and it's just a, a, a style of play uh chemistry um getting used to playing with each other um type deal and and you know i liked the pace that the ball moved uh for the most part um and you know the guys on the bench they were nervous i, I can i can tell just by watching video um they look different than they do in practice and you know i keep challenging them to get get how you practice get it onto the court and um, i know that it's a little different when there's fans in there and, 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 and all that but um, i actually seen some some more positives than, than i was expecting yeah, so your comments about chemistry really leads perfectly into my next question. Uh, so 
obviously you brought in a ton of transfer players and you know a few of these guys were some guys that you actually had connections to previously uh you know just through you know recruiting or you know maybe you know you passed by each other had some sort of connection uh but Issa Muhammad and Deshondre Washington they were your guys last year at Northwest Florida and on Wednesday it looked like they had some chemistry already developed between the two of them and like they didn't have to go through a crazy amount of adjusting because they had that previous experience. Um, is it comfortable in a season like this where everyone is learning how to coach together and play together to have these two guys in your starting five who you clearly have a lot of trust in that you can lean on? Oh, it's, it's so important. Um, and it's really helped us grow as a team both on and off the court um, since everybody arrived in June. And, and some of the new guys came in August. But um, Sean and Issa have been tremendous, not only on the court in practice, but, you know, off the court, in the locker room, um, you know, when the guys all hang out, um, of just spreading the word and, 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 you know, being positive leaders about, you know, if you, you know, if you listen and you try and you apply and you, you're competitive, um, you know, Coach is going to get us and you where we want to go and where you want to go, but you're going to have to work hard and you're going to have to listen, try, apply, and compete. And uh, they've—it's—it's. It's, I'm, I'm lucky. I mean, I really am lucky to have these two um, and and the three coaches that came with me as well. I mean, it, that that helps a lot too. Uh, that you know they were with me and they 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 know what what is expected and how we're going to do things and uh, how game day is going to be and how film sessions are going to be and um, just, you know, what bothers me and, 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 you know, what is important to me. Um, and um, so, you know, I'm very lucky to have, cause really I have five guys from our, our program last year that, that are here, six, including myself. So, um, you know, that's been very beneficial. Issa kind of flirted with a double-double the other night. I think he had 15 points and eight rebounds. Um, and you've told me before, you know, especially over the summer, you said, you know, it feels like, you know, he's just kind of a different player this year than the guy who he was at Northwest Florida. Um, kind of talk a little bit about the growth that you've seen from him in coming to New Mexico State because I know not a ton of Aggie fans – uh, you know, are probably super familiar with the player that he was at Northwest Florida. Yeah, you know, he's he's put on 26 pounds. He's up to 226 pounds. Uh, he's really bought into Taylor Jenkins in, in, in the weight room and the nutrition side of things and uh, really changing his body. His conditioning is on a whole other level than it was last year. Um, his skill set is it's he's just under control for a big all the time and he can play on the perimeter he can play inside you know you can play dribble handoff with them you can play ball screen with them you can play some little touch action where you throw it to him and the guy you know comes off he he understands like how the defense is guarding the ball screen what to do um you know all things that that he was trying to figure out last year and um you know, he's a switch killer, so anytime somebody switched, he always had big games. But not everybody switches, and they, they cover they cover things in a different way. And his IQ and his, his feel and his poise um, and his skill set have just continued to grow every single day. But a lot of it has to do with, you know, 
him taking care of himself and getting his body right and getting his motor, his conditioning uh, right. And, and, you know, he's not, he's not where he's going to be, but he's, he's a lot further along than he was. What do you really, what are you really going to look for in your first season as the head coach in terms of gauging your success? How are you going to, you know, gauge the progress and the success that you guys have? Is it going to be as simple as, you know, look up and see how many wins you guys have? Is it going to be, you know, how well you compete in big time games? Uh, you know, what do you, and, and by that, uh, by that, by that reasoning, what do you kind of feel like the barometer for success is going to be in year one, especially coming to a school that, you know, is, has, has had a lot of basketball success really, you know, throughout its program history. Well, one, it's, uh, you know, really how I'm going to judge every day and, and every game is, you know, playing the right way, acting the right way, um, and being a, a team and uh, executing the scouting report and uh, the attention to detail. And then it really comes down to, you know, your defensive field goal percentage, both from the field and from the three-point line, uh, the rebounding margin. You know, we want to out-rebound our opponents on, on, on a nightly basis. And, you know, we got that comes from practice. And our assist-to-turnover ratio is, you know, definitely something that is – really really important i'd like to be you know under 12 turnovers per game and up around 18 to 22 assists uh per game and you know if 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 we look if we keep it things in perspective the wins are going to come um obviously we're here to win and i've said it uh, you know multiple times if you come by our office every coach doesn't have they don't have a title above their name in the office that says win and that's what we're here to do yeah, obviously you're going to judge your season by wins and losses, but you can't win unless you do those, you know, the things that I just talked about at a high level every single day. And they got to become habits. And a lot of that is toughness and conditioning and want to and um, desire. And, um, so, you know, those, that's going to be the way I gauge our success this year. And lastly, I, I couldn't finish without asking you this, but. Monday night, you're about to formally begin your first season as a D1 head coach. Um, tell me what's going through your mind, because I imagine there has to be a flurry of emotions and thoughts racing through your heads, because you've said before that, you know, this is right where you want to be, and this is exactly what you want to be doing. Exactly. I'm just, I guess it's a dream come true for me um, and my family, um, you know, growing up in Iowa and playing junior college basketball and then NAIA basketball and meet my wife at a, you know what, she was a volleyball player, I was a basketball player, and she's the one who told me to get into coaching and, you know, come Monday, it'll be the first opportunity, uh, you know, I'm a Division One head coach now at a wonderful university with unbelievable fans and, and so much support. And I get to coach a great group of young men that are, have worked extremely hard. And I get to work with a great staff that I enjoy being around every single day. And um, it's just a dream come true. And, um, you know, I'm not going to, you know, by any means, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm just a hard worker and, uh, you know, a down-to-earth person. And we're going to I'm not going to take nothing for granted and, you know, but I'm very, very appreciative of the opportunity um, that Mario gave me here and I'm just super thankful. Uh, but uh, yeah, de definitely uh, it's an exciting time for myself, my family, my staff and our team.
Coach, thank you so much. Really appreciate having you on, and uh, best of luck to you guys this year. I appreciate it, Stephen. Appreciate your time, and I'll see you on Monday. Well, folks, that's going to do it for episode two of this new season of the Aggie Wagon podcast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at StephenWag22. That's Stephen with a PH. Be sure to check out the Las Cruces Sun News' website. And as always, be sure to leave a like, comment, uh, any of those things if, uh, if you enjoy the podcast. So, folks, as always, happy trails. Got a smile, oh what a style, she just drives.